everyone. Are you ready to listen to another edition about the Peters children's antics? I wonder what they've been up to this time. As you listen, make certain to follow along carefully and listen for the hymn title or a hymn line within the story. As soon as you hear it, email us at whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first email with the correct answer, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was the Loving Family from Walnut Creek, California, who were the first to hear Just As I Am in the story. So three cheers for them. Hip, hip, hooray! This week's story, Daddy Peters Protects His Stuff, is based on a true story from the author's childhood. We know you'll want to hear all about it. So be attentive and listen to what happens when the Peters children make mud pies. Daddy Peters protects his stuff. Pearson and Penelope Peters absolutely loved their friends. In fact, as often as they were allowed, they would go and play at their friends' houses or with their friends at the park. Of course, Mama Peters continually reminded them, children, friends are wonderful gifts from God, but you must love each other first and in a way that shows preference before you go out of here and love others. Though not exactly sure about what all of that meant, it had become such a regular warning that at the very least, Penelope knew it meant if she and Pearson wanted to have friends, they had better share in stuff. And sometimes, just like every brother and sister all over the world, they would argue and bicker and quarrel. Three words Penelope often heard in warnings from her parents. Don't argue. Stop your bickering. You had better not continue this quarrel. In fact, this particular Sunday, on the way home from church, even as they had barely shut the car door, Pearson started in on Penelope. You took my goldfish cup, Pearson angrily accused Penelope as he reached for her Dixie cup full of goldfish that was a staple of the Sunday school classes at church. I did not. This is straight from Mrs. Alexander. She handed this cup to me for sure, and I never even put it down, Penelope retorted. But Pearson would have none of it. Obstinately clinging to his accusation, he shot back, not true. I saw you running with Nolly on the playground and you didn't have it then, he was spitting out his words. I definitely had more goldfish than what's in this cup. He glared at Penelope and she glared right back. Before she could say another word though, Daddy Peters raised his voice from the front, staring at his children from the rearview mirror. What in the world is going on? We just got out of church. Daddy Peters was aghast at what he had just heard. He started it, Daddy. These are my goldfish, Penelope exclaimed. Not true. Pearson raised his voice before he was interrupted by Mama Peters. Children, do you realize that you are bickering over goldfish? Mama Peters was trying to calm her voice. Penelope wasn't fooled, though. She could tell Mama's emotions were rising. In fact, if she didn't tread lightly, she might just lose dessert for the day. And that would be super stinky, because on Sundays, Mama Peters always served pie and ice cream after dinner. And this week's pie was her favorite, too. It was going to be pecan. Mama, it's not the goldfish. It's that Penelope stole the goldfish from me. Pearson took great pains in order to remain cool in his response to Mama Peters. However, Penelope also knew that beneath the surface, Pearson was pretty angry with her. But his anger was nothing compared to hers. 
She was downright livid that she was being accused of stealing. How dare he? And before she even thought much further, she taunted Pearson. Not true. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Oh, boy. With that nail in the coffin, Penelope was pretty sure she had sealed her own fate of eating any of the luscious pecan pie after dinner. Instantly regretting her words, she recoiled and covered her mouth with her hand. Mama Peters grabbed both Dixie cups out of both of the children's hands and announced, neither one of you are eating them. And with that, the car went silent. As Daddy Peters drove down Myrtle Lane, about three miles from church, Penelope's anger began to ebb. Pearson, too, seemed to be softening. He was no longer glaring at his sister, but instead stared out the window, contemplating what discipline awaited him. As Daddy Peters steered the car onto their street toward their ranch-style home, Mama Peters began to speak again. Children, it is especially egregious that you were arguing as soon as we left church. Here you had been nicely playing on the church playground with your friends, and then you get in the car and act like a couple of hooligans. Shouldn't you have remembered what you just learned in church? Wasn't this morning's lesson about Christ's sufferings and his death on the old rugged cross? And here you both are, arguing about goldfish. Pearson, even if Penelope had stolen your goldfish, the Bible asks, why not rather suffer wrong than to have your own way? And you, Penelope, if you believe that Pearson falsely accused you, couldn't you have remembered that Christ suffered false accusations and he didn't give an answer, not even to a single charge, but he trusted himself to God? It seems to me that both of you were far more concerned about yourselves than the other. Well, that does it. You may not play with Heather or Lisa or Emily or Ezra or Finn today. You are both going to be playing with one another instead and see if you can work out what happened between you. And we'll see how that goes. And just remember, your pecan pie and vanilla ice cream are hanging in the balance. Daddy Peters stole a hurried glance at his children and suggested that they talk about what happened as he followed Mama Peters into the house. The thing was, Penelope and Pearson actually loved playing with one another. In general, this was not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, independent of each other, they had both begun to plan all of the games they might play out in the backyard. So having to play with one another was definitely a far cry from an actual punishment. Nevertheless, they knew they must seek the other's forgiveness and make peace before the fun could begin. Penelope looked at Pearson and spoke first. I'm sorry, Piers. I don't think I took your goldfish, but I should not have been angry. You probably thought I did and I should have calmly explained it, Penelope said, relieved to be burying the hatchet with her brother. Ah, Pen, you did next to nothing, except calling me a liar. I didn't think I was lying, but I can see how it would super bug me if someone said I had stolen something when I didn't. Would you forgive me for accusing you? Pearson reached over and put his arm around Penelope's shoulder. But of course I forgive you, bro, Penelope enthusiastically affirmed. She often called Pierce bro when all was blissful between them and they were at peace. The two of them hugged and then ran into the house for lunch. After scarfing down chicken pot pie with milk, they raced to the backyard to play. How they loved playing in their big yard. They could do it for hours, even days. And sometimes, during the long days of summer, Daddy Peters would put up the tent and they would sleep outside as though they were camping, which was one of Penelope's favorite activities. Today though, Pearson and Penelope began playing with their water table, which Mama Peters permitted them to fill from the garden hose. Using some of the water from the table, they transferred it to the dirt on the side of the house. In no time, 
the dirt had become a muddy mess, which suited them just fine since they planned to make mud pies and pretend it was dinner. Taking heaping piles of mud, Penelope opened her mouth wide and made obnoxious chomping and smacking noises as she pretended to eat the pies. Pearson laughed at his sister, whose mouth was open so wide he could see all of her teeth. He caught a glimpse of the silver tooth in the very back of her mouth that Dr. Remmer had to put on top of her tooth a few months ago because she didn't brush her teeth very well. Or at least that's what Dr. Remmer had said. Pearson remembered how Dr. Remmer had asked Penelope to take a seat on the dentist chair and to open her mouth wide as he had quipped, sugar means you'll need a cap, so climb up and I'll be done in a snap. Dr. Remmer was always making up poems for his patients. As the children continued to play, the mud just got muddier and the water was nearly all gone from the water table. They began to stir it with their hands. They delighted in watching as the swirling water captured little blades of grass as they mixed the concoction of dirty water. We need a better stir, Pearson shouted, looking at the thin stick he held in his hand, noting how weak it was. We sure do, and I've got an idea, Penelope responded and sprinted into the garage from the backyard. She retrieved a pair of scissors and a paint scraper from Daddy Peter's workbench. She ran back outside victorious. Here, she triumphantly handed the scissors to Pearson and began whipping the water with the paint scraper. Thankful for the new tool, Pearson began vigorously whisking the water with the scissors. Before too long, though, he decided the scissors were inadequate and stabbed them into the mud. Here, let me try that. Pearson reached for the paint scraper. Penelope handed it to him and he began agitating the water. He liked the effect the paint scraper had as the water swirled around so much faster, but he barely had time to continue his job when Mama Peter's voice rang out, Children! Dinner time! Penelope and Pearson glanced at each other. They had been outside for four hours without even realizing it. Pearson dropped the paint scraper and Penelope bolted toward the back door. Before they stepped inside, Mama Peter's caught sight of their mud-covered shoes and silently pointed to the mat. Without a word, the children removed their shoes and placed them on the mat. They followed Mama Peter's pointing finger to the bathroom where they began to wash their hands. Although Pearson tried to get by with just a quick rinse, Penelope reminded him to use soap. Her brother was always resisting the soap. What was it about Pearson that didn't like soap? She was mystified by his aversion to it, but with no more time to figure it out, she and Pearson bounded into the dining room and sat down, where they joined Daddy Peters, who looked as hungry as they were. Mama Peters placed a succulent pork tenderloin with a side of mashed potatoes and asparagus on the table. It was elegantly arranged on a platter, and Penelope was especially thankful that her mom was such a good cook. Daddy Peters prayed over the meal, and everyone began to plate their food. It wasn't long before a lively conversation got going. Daddy Peters had met some new people at church, Solomon and Annie Roberts. He had invited them over for dinner, but they had had previous plans, so he asked Mama Peters when their schedule would clear up. Hmm, let me think about that. How about Wednesday before church? Mama Peters suggested. Satisfied with the answer, Daddy Peters turned to talk to his children. And what did you two play outside today? He asked them. Oh, we played mud pies and stuff, Pearson replied. Well, stuff is one of my very favorite games. Daddy Peters winked at Penelope. I'm very happy that you two made up and played so well outside. Isn't it good when we are all kind to one another and get along? Penelope nodded forcefully. Of course, it was all she could do with her mouthful of mashed potatoes. As the meal came to a close, 
Mama Peters pulled out the pecan pie and vanilla ice cream. Penelope's mouth watered as she looked at the dessert. Next to chocolate silk pie, pecan pie was the pie she loved the most. Her mother made delicious pies, and she would do almost anything to get one for dessert. So much so that for most of her birthdays, she requested chocolate pie rather than cake. Children, because of your behavior on the way home from church today, you do not deserve pie and ice cream. But none of us deserve good things. I'm so thankful for the grace of God, who in his kindness gives us good things. So I will show you grace and give you pie and ice cream. It was a speech they'd heard many times before. Nonetheless, Penelope was just as grateful every time when Mama Peters withheld the discipline she thought she had coming to her. Mama Peters began to dish up the pie. She grabbed the container of ice cream and tried to tear open the plastic strip. Sheesh! I cannot unwrap this ice cream. My hands are a little bit sticky from the pie. Daddy, can you do it for me? Mama handed the ice cream to Daddy, who was all too pleased to help out. He tugged at the plastic strip, but it was stubborn. He bit at it with his teeth, but still nothing. Hey, Pen, can you go grab my scissors? He asked through gritted teeth as they still gripped the plastic. Without hesitation, Penelope ran to the garage. She checked the workbench for his scissors before realizing that she had used them only an hour earlier when they were playing in the mud. She darted out to the backyard to fetch them. When she got to the mud pit, she grabbed at the scissors. Only they were held fast in the dried mud. She yanked and pulled, but they would not come loose. Beginning to panic, she looked around for something to help her. She thought of a hammer, so back to the garage she went. But when she opened the garage door, she stopped short because who should be standing there but Daddy Peters, staring at her with a bewildered expression. Pen, why didn't you get my scissors? Where'd you go? He asked. Uh, well, <laughs> Pearson and I were playing mud and stuff and we needed the scissors, Penelope stammered. You needed my scissors? Daddy Peters' voice sounded surprised and even slightly angry. Uh, uh, well, yes, and now the, now the scissors are stuck in the mud. I was coming to get a hammer to get them out, she frantically explained, hoping he would understand. Without acknowledging her explanation, Daddy Peters walked to the side of the house, with Penelope briskly following. Spotting the scissors, he got down on his knees and began to tug the orange grips. He realized that they were, indeed, more stuck than he had anticipated, and he tugged even harder. After a minute or so, he freed the scissors accidentally flinging them high into the air. Penelope watched as the scissors came tumbling down right next to Daddy Peters, but not before they had nicked his khaki pants, making a small tear in them. His face grew stern as he picked the mud cake scissors off the ground and began inspecting them. These have rust on them, Penelope. Daddy Peters was seething as he looked at his daughter and then noticed the glint of metal behind her head. Is that my paint scraper? His voice seemed to pitch just a little bit higher. Penelope looked sheepish and nervously walked over and picked up the scraper. She held it out to Daddy Peters who snatched it from her hand and inspected it quickly. In the house, Daddy Peters ordered. Penelope tore inside and sat down at the table. Mama Peters looked at her inquisitively as she scooped out ice cream under the last plate. Look! I got it open, 
She held the open ice cream container in one hand and her kitchen shears in the other. Well, that's great. But look what happened to my scissors. The kids decided to use my scissors to play in the mud. Daddy Peters was beside himself and he stumbled over his words. The scissors were stuck in the mud. Why? Why? Don't they have their own scissors that they can use? I don't recall them asking me if they could borrow mine. And they're always breaking my stuff. Why, just last week, they used my glasses case to hold their snails. They're snails. Now I no longer have a f functioning glasses case. By this time, he could barely speak coherently and was out of breath. Can anyone, anyone tell me why? Why the kids must always break my stuff? Do you see me going into your room and breaking your Legos? Or, or, or tearing your hair out of your doll's heads? Here, how about I use these scissors and chop off your doll's heads? I mean, your, their hair. Or maybe I'll scrape the paint off your bike with my paint scraper. Penelope and Pearson had rarely seen Daddy Peters this angry. He alternated between addressing them and then Mama Peters and them again. He was yelling and holding up the tools and waving them around and pointing and even sweating a little bit. They looked nervously at one another. Pearson gulped loudly. Oh. Penelope was gnawing on her fingernails. Mama Peters walked around the island over to Daddy Peters and calmly put her hand on his back. Daddy Peters looked at her and asked, this time with a bit more composure, why must they always break my stuff? Why, dear? Why? Well, I know that must be hard, Mama Peters replied and added, Pen, Piers, you should not ever use Daddy's stuff without asking. Daddy, can we go into the living room? Daddy seemed dazed as he followed Mama into the living room, leaving Pearson and Penelope and Pie and Ice Cream behind. Oh boy, we're in trouble, Pearson said softly. Why'd you use Daddy's scissors, Pen? Well, you use them too, Penelope weakly answered. Not as much as you, Pearson hissed back. Did too, Penelope snapped. Did not, Pearson loudly denied. And for the second time that day, Penelope felt the blood rise in her face and she practically screamed, Liar! Liar! Pearson! Liar! Pearson's response was quick and venomous. That's it! I'm... Pearson's voice trailed off as Mama and Daddy Peters walked back into the dining room. They both sat down at the table and looked at the children. Well, children, you should never borrow my things without asking, Daddy Peters told them gently. And if you use my things with my permission, you should always put them away. But whether or not that happens, my outburst of anger was inexcusable. Ultimately, my stuff is just that. It's just stuff. And my children are much more important than my stuff. I was angry because I do think you're careless and reckless with my things at times. And actually at times you're careless and reckless with your things too. But this does not in any way justify my response. Yes, you do need to work on that, but I need to confess my sin to the Lord and ask your forgiveness for my angry outburst. The Bible says a harsh word stirs up anger, and I could even hear your anger toward one another as Mama and I were talking in the other room. Please forgive me for my anger. The Bible instructs us not to store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, but store up your treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't destroy. And speaking of rust, I accused you of rusting my scissors, but Mama pointed out that rust doesn't form so quickly, and I rusted my own scissors when I put them away when they were still wet. I'm afraid I ruined our meal, 
because like Proverbs says, better a dry crust of bread with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. I'm sorry I caused strife in our house tonight. We forgive you, Daddy, Penelope and Pearson said simultaneously. They turned to each other and asked for each other's forgiveness. Penelope, Pearson, and Daddy Peters all embraced in a hug, which was interrupted by Mama. Well, I don't know about you, but this is no dry crust of bread. It's vanilla soup! She pointed at the melted ice cream in the bowls and ice cream container. Penelope and Pearson laughed and suggested they eat the mint chip ice cream with the pecan pie. Mama Peters chuckled and replied, Pecan ice cream goes with mint chip about as well as scissors go with water as she scooped mounds of mint chip ice cream into the bowls of pecan pie. Nobody seemed to mind because once again their house was one of peace and quiet and they were eating much more than a dry crust of bread. Hello again! Thanks for joining me for Grandmom's Corner. Yikes! Can you believe the mess the Peters children made when they played with Daddy Peters stuff? I remember a time in my family where a younger sibling borrowed a guitar from an older sibling without permission and accidentally broke the guitar in half. What a pickle they were in! You'll save yourself a heap of trouble if you'll check with your parents first before using something that doesn't belong to you. Consider how you would feel if maybe a sibling walked into your room and borrowed something without asking your permission first. You wouldn't like that so much, would you? That's why Philippians 2 warns, do not merely look out for your own personal interest but also for the interest of others. Those are good words as we start a new week. So ask God to help you remember to think of others as more important than yourself. We look forward to your return next week for a new Peter's Children adventure. Bye for now.